It's a waste of all of the, 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 the virtue, the, the anointing that, that you've been crying out for. If he anoints you but does not fix your vision and your discernment, you will pivot into what he's directing you and you're going to mess that up also. So, he got out of that place where God spoke to him in Jericho at, uh, uh, was that Mount, uh, the name is, is slipping me. You can go back and read uh, Joshua f- uh, 5 and 15. When you get out of that place, you will hear the instructions very clearly. As soon as he stepped out from that place where, where God and himself met and there was a new sense of consecration, there was worship presented, there was a call for God to give him new, a new spirit of discernment and new vision, then God says, I want you to pivot. Get the congregation of Israel together and this is what I want you to do. I want you to have them being led by the priests and the worshipers, the priests, the worshipers, and the praisers, the guys with the trumpets and the horns and the noise. But I don't want them making any noise just yet. I want you to get that. I want, I want the praisers right behind the Levites and the priests who, who are bringing them into worship. Uh, I'm going to lead you into this battle. I'm going to lead you through Jericho with, with worship. What did I say about worship? That every time, quite often, not every time, but quite often when you hear someone leading from the stage, they say, let's worship God. Let's, let's give God a high worship or a high praise and they, they, they kind of mix the two together. You don't know which is which. Has that happened to anyone? Here's what God told me. Worship primarily happens in secret. Worship is ugly. Worship is when you get in your closet, you get in that place and you snob. You get ready for it. You got to, you got a, pa- a roll of paper towel next to you. You got a little a little garbage thing right there in the room because you know when you get with God and you just start telling him about him. Worship is the place where you tell God about him. You don't mention your problem. You don't mention your brother. You don't mention what the house needs. You don't mention nothing else but who he is. For human beings, that sounds crazy. To tell God about himself over and over again. Because we always want to what? We want to know what the next new thing is. Your humanness will always want you to move away from worship to find out what the next new thing is. When it comes to worship, there is nothing new. 
Because it's only about God. If you go back to Revelations, the very beginning starts to describe. Pastor Taylor knows where I'm going. Talks about, about the angels, the cherub, seraphims and the cherubims circling the throne of God. With two wings they cover their face. With two they cover their feet. Because the glory is so good. The glory is so mighty and powerful that even angels have to be protected from it. And with two, they fly. And they're flying around the throne. I'm talking about a countless a number of angels. And from the time you were born, before you were born, before your great, 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 great grandparents were here. Those same angels were flying around the throne room of God and tell me what they were saying. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 holy is the King of Kings. Holy is the Lord of Lords. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy. There was a time when I said I would say holy and I would say it for five minutes and uh, I, I would be the same way. But something has happened. Today, when I start saying holy, when I start, I just walk. I've come down to the church and just walked right here with one light on in the balcony and all I say is holy, 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 you're 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 wonderful, you're, you're awesome, I can't do without you, holy, 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 an anointing comes down, an anointing comes down when you start just telling God about himself. There's an anointing that breaks the atmosphere when you start telling God about himself. And you don't get weary about telling him how, how wonderful he is. You don't get tired telling him how awesome he is. You don't get tired just saying holy, holy, holy. You don't get tired because why? The more you say holy is your name. The greater the glory you feel. The greater the glory you feel. The greater the glory you feel. I'm asking God to connect me with the people who love to worship. And you don't wait till you get here to worship. That most of your worship is done when you're at home. When I don't see you. When I don't know what you're doing. When nobody knows what you're doing but God. Worship, worship, worship. He told them, let the worshipers lead. And I'm beginning to figure out why that is. Because I said, worship is for you and God. That's where you create intimacy. Into me you see. You want to, be, you want to create intimacy between you and God? 
Become a worshiper in your closet. Become a worshiper in your car. Become a worshiper at your desk at the job. When, when, you see, worship is not loud. It don't have to be loud. And, and don't, nobody, you could be sitting in a crowd with 2,000 people. You could have somebody sitting right next to you and they don't know you are loving on God. They don't know that you are loving on God. They don't know that his presence is all over you, hugging you, rubbing you down. You feel some kind of way and they are sitting right next to you and I don't know a thing. Because intimacy don't have to be loud. I'm always kind of, kind of, I'm watching them with a, with a funny eye. When you see a person trying to, to create intimacy with another person in open. Have you seen that? Have you seen folks carousing on each other in public? They're just rubbing down. You think, and, 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 and many of us have to, look, y'all need to get a room. You know why you say that? Why do you tell them that? Because intimacy is not for publicity. Somebody needs to write that down. You need to write that Because intimacy is not for publicity. Lead, walk silently around Jericho. Six times, six days. And on the seventh day, when you walk around seven times, on the seventh time, then is when I want the, the praisers, the loud nows, mouth to come out. That's what I want everybody to hear. I want you to get the sequence for your life. If you attempt to offer praise before worship, you are declaring yourself a Pharisee without no other, you don't have to do nothing else. You don't have to do nothing else. You're a zebra and your stripes showing it. Whenever you see a person really loud with their, work, with their praise, really boisterous with their praise. But when you're with them, you don't feel the romance, the love. Is somebody understanding me? You don't feel the presence. You don't feel, you don't feel the, the intimacy. There's nobody that's ever been truly in love. You can hide it from folk in the beginning. But when that thing starts to really get into you and the intimacy is being developed, your skin tone changes, your smile changes, the way you walk changes, the way you talk the words you use. 
Because there is something that's churning on the inside. And when that begins to happen and intimacy is being created, the next thing you want to do, see, if you only stop at, at, that, at that place, that point, there's a, there is a, a level of frustration if you, don't, if you don't get to the point where you can move from your closet and then talk about how good your lover is in public. At some point, if, the, if what is created intimately is so good, it has got to be shared with somebody else. There's no, you don't, you don't get the full effect when you can't sit down with your girlfriend. You can't hang with your buddy and say, boy, I'll tell you what, I don't know what I did, bro, but I done strike the hundred. I'm telling you right now. Woo! This girl is, and you, you continue, you're describing. Same thing with the ladies. Why? Why? Because if it's authentic, if it's real to you, you can't help it. You're going to tell at least one other person. And so God said, go worship first, lead with the worshipers, and on the seventh day, you go around seven times, when just before the wall crumbles, I want you to start praising. Because this is where you, you convince, listen to this, this is the point at which you convince the adversary that he already lost before everything blow up. This is the point, your praise is the point at which you convince the devil. You convince the devil. If you don't have intimacy, in worship, you can't convince the devil. Your praise will not be authentic. Your praise comes as a convincing echo release to the adversary. Hey, Lucifer, how you doing, buddy? You know where I've been. <laughs> Look at me. You know where I've been. I ain't going to say nothing, but you know. You know. And he looks at you and you start praising God. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my home. I thank you for my old car. I've been wanting a new one for a long time. But oh, the more time I spend with you, the more I see that you did me just right. If I had gotten a new car before this point with my left feet, I would have gotten an accident and I would have probably died. But you have protected me. You have released what I need while I need it, when I need it, so that I won't blow up yes. my blessing. Amen. And you praise God. Lord, I thank you for my good health. When last have you spent time thanking God for just good health? When last have you spent time thanking God that they didn't have to amputate a leg or a foot? I spoke with my brother-in-law who has had an amputation. And I promise you, you know what his words always? 
if, if, if only I had done some things different. That's it. That's, that's what happens. That's what you say quite often when, when there were decisions to be made that will enhance your praise, but you didn't do it during worship. If only I had cried out to God. If only I was transparent. If only I had said the truth about myself. Remember jo J Jacob? God sent the angel and he wrestled all night. <laughs> but then morning was coming, the angel said, I gotta go. And he said, no, 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 no. You and I are letting you go till you bless me. You know what the, the, the angel said? What was your name? What, what, what's your name? What's your name? Tell me about you. Be transparent. Go ahead. Tell me. And he fought. fought. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Then he realized, I am not going to get what I, I'm asking for until I give what he's asking for. Would you try worship, praising without the transparency of worship? Eventually he said, okay, I'm a cheat, I'm a supplanter. I will rob, I will rob my own mama. That's who I am. But I don't want to be that way no more. And just said, now we're talking, son. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. You tell me the truth about you. And I'll, I can help you. I can help you. They go around. They go around. They go around. God pivots them, tells them exactly what to do. I want you to hear this. Don't, when you are in pause, when God puts you in pause position, I told you what you need to do. Here's what you don't do. You don't move. You don't move from there until God gives you instruction. I've heard it time and time again. I got a sister-in-law that we used, I used to talk to you guys about before. Got a, a tremendous need in her life. Needs a breakthrough of all breakthroughs. And I come and said, we're going to pray and we're going to fast with you. And we're not going to make a decision until God speaks. And then we're going to do what God says. And it did not take a week. It did not take a month. You know what? It took, it took about four months. And that's a short time. But about the fourth month, she's praying and fasting with us and declaring in the atmosphere. And she got tired. She got weary. You will get tired and weary if you're not worshiping. You cannot, you cannot declare in praise what you don't declare in worship. And you declare it by acknowledging who God is. You got to know who God is because who God is determined what God can do. Who God is to you is what determines what God will do for you. She says, I'm sorry, three, four months later, I said, ah, 
Okay, we haven't caught up. Let's catch up. Let's catch up. Anything change? We are excited. I'm talking to her. You know what the reply was? Guys, God is good. You know, they always start off with that. God is good. Said, I wait, I prayed and fasted and I waited until the last minute and then I had to do something. What? Since when do we get to decide when the last minute is? Since when do we get to decide exactly when God is supposed to come through? I waited and prayed. I fasted and believed God's word until the last minute, and then I had to do something. Well, I, my advice is, any person that wants to continue waiting until your last minute, and you do something, you go right along. I'm gonna stay right here and pray for you. But we're not going down that road together. I'm going to continue holding on. I'm going to continue worshiping. I'm going to continue worshiping. I'm going to continue worshiping until God says, get up. You've been sanctified. I've given you discernment and I've given you vision. Look what, this is what you're supposed to do. And then I move, I pivot. You move from pause and you pivot into what God tells you to do. One of the most I grew from here to here. There's a friend of mine that worked for a major company here in Florence. At the time, he was making probably 225 a year. And there was a time when his company says to him, we got a new project coming up in New Orleans. And here's the offer. We will, we, will, we will pay you three a year. We can go up 75 if you take this offer and go to New Orleans. I'm a young guy now trying to find my way in ministry. And this awesome man of God, he didn't even know what he did. He comes to me and he says, Pastor, uh, this is what the company said. If I leave, I'm, I'm going to hit 300. If I don't, I can stay here and continue making 225. But myself and wife decided that we ain't doing nothing. Do you hear me? That's what we're, we're not doing nothing unless God speaking through you confirms. What? You're going to wait till God speaks to me on your behalf to make a $75,000 difference per year decision? Mm Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Because at the time, I didn't have faith in my my own connection with God as a leader to that level. God put him there and said, I'm going to push you, son. I've never prayed and fasted like that in my life 
because all of a sudden with this weight of 75 G's sitting between me and him, I said, Lord, you better talk to me. I am not going to tell somebody leave or, or stay because I like the tithe that they bring to our church. Mm-mm. No, I'm not messing with, no, 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 no. And I remember pressing into God and crying and saying, Lord, you got to give me an answer. Give me an answer. If you, if you trust me enough to make him come to me as his pastor, if you don't pray and you don't hear from God, we're not moving. I say, you got to talk to me. I prayed and fasted for an entire week and heard nothing. And I get to church on Sunday morning, and I'm sitting in the office, and I'm just, I, I feel the weight of this. I ain't got no decision. I know he's, I'm going to see him walking through the door in a few minutes. I know he's going to be here. Lord, I ain't got nothing. What, what? I just praise you. Whatever you, no answer, any answer, I just praise you. I just worship you. You know, you know. That's what I said. You know, you know. And a few minutes later, he comes walking in church, smiling very casually. Went to the bathroom, past the office, comes back, comes in the office. Hey, how you doing, Pastor? He said, did, did God say anything? Let me back up. When he passed this way, going to the bathroom, the Holy Spirit said, I open the door, walk through. There, right there, at the last, what was it? The last minute. Mm-hmm. He passes, goes to the bathroom, and God says, I open the door, walk through. When he came back around, he asked me, I said, I took a deep breath. I said, yeah, God, give me something. God, God told me, God told me. He said, God said to tell you, he's opened the door, walk through it. Let me tell you guys, I went from here to here because I said, if God can trust me with a decision like that, I don't have to be afraid of anybody else. I don't have to be afraid to speak the truth to somebody making 15,000 in the church that I pastor or, or somebody making 3 million because the spirit of God in me is not subject to how much you make. The Spirit of God in me is subject to the Spirit of God in me. You pivot, you pause, you pivot, and you pace. I'm gonna take just five more minutes, if you would permit me, it's two minutes after 12. I'm gonna give you something on Pacing. The reason God said to praise when they got around Jericho seven times on the seventh day, this is what God gave me. Your praise creates your pace. Your praise creates your praise. Your your pace, your praise. When you begin to recall what God has done for you, when you begin to tell God 
how grateful, how grateful you are for everything he done for you, for everything he's brought you through. The only way you could do that is if you've had enough intimacy to look back. Some of us aren't having any success with our praise because we have not created a history of worship and intimacy. You can't tell God about the stuff you don't know he did. As you create that relationship, you begin to build a resume that you don't forget. I will never forget that. I've had several other things happen and I've put them mile markers, mile markers. Your praise, your praise does what? Creates your pace. When you get into rhythm with finding things to thank God about, you keep rhythm. When you get into rhythm, you make yourself thank God for the things he's done. You make yourself say, Lord, my Lord, you brought me through another day at work. Simple thing, you got to start where you are. Lord, I thank you for my job. Lord, I thank you for protecting me this morning. Lord, I thank you for life this morning. I woke up this morning and the first thing I said as I put my feet off the bed, I started actually praying in the spirit. I prayed in the spirit, walked all the way to the bathroom, used the bathroom praying in the spirit. And as I opened my eyes and I got to the sink and got my toothbrush and, to and started, then I started to thank God. Lord, I thank you for waking me up. I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for my life. I thank you for my life. I thank you that, that I can cry before you because there was a time when I couldn't cry before God. As a matter of fact, somebody close to me said, how come you only cry when you preach it? And I got real upset because first of all, they were telling the truth. And second of all, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And God said, to me one day, he said, son, you're really good at presenting things emotionally, but you're not good about your passion for me. Pat, emotions come out of me. God don't need to be emotional. Emotions come out of us. Passion comes out of the God in us. And after it, God started to stir passion for him. 
My sister will tell you. They used to say, when you're preaching, you're so fiery and you cry, but what you're saying comes over so abrasively. What's, what is that? And I would fuss and argue with them. No, I'm not abrasive. I'm preaching the word with confidence. Took me a while to realize that emotion cannot take the place of passion. And there's somebody listening to me, you might be sitting here, who has been stressing yourself out because you have been emotional when you talk to God, but you have not been passionate. Emotion is here, passion is here. Emotion is about what happened to you. Passion is about what will happen. <laughs> when I think of the goodness of Jesus yes, and all that he's done for me, yes. my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. He's saving me. He's saving me for, for a future. He's saving me for something to come. He's saving me for something that, that I have, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not even entered into the hearts of them. The things that God has got for you. This morning, I want to ask you, as I end this series on pause, pivot, and pace. They pace themselves through praise, and as they praised, the wall came tumbling down. The wall came tumbling down. Can I add one other thing? Quite often when you're worshiping, you and I want to see something happen at the place of worship because of how much we're putting into it. But most of the time, God just inhabits the worship. He ain't doing not a thing but enjoying it. He ain't doing not a thing. He's over there sitting and it's raining. Your worship, your authentic worship is just falling on him like rain. And he's like, oh, that's my child. You got to know, you got to know that just cause you've been worshiping, doesn't mean that God's going to do something right then. Because he may just be enjoying your worship. He may just be living in authentic worship that you present. Go ahead and worship authentically. And when he pivots you, praise him for what he's done. Praise him for what he brought you through last year, what he brought you through last month, what he did for you this weekend. Praise him. Because it is at that jubilant point, the point where you start talking about how good God is publicly. Remember now, 
you start talking about what God's going to do publicly, that those things begin to come. The walls start breaking down. Jericho gets exposed and you get blessed. Is there anybody here that is looking for Jericho to come down? If you're looking for Jericho to come down, you're looking for Jericho. You've been, a, you've been a worshiper. Maybe not as good a worshiper as you should be, but you have been. God has spoken to you, but it's not clear. So you probably need to double back and get back. Lord, I'm worshiping again. I'm coming to you telling you about you because I need you to tell me about me. I'm not going to move from here. I'm not, gonna, I'm not pivoting unless you tell me something specific. And you confirm it. Once that happens, and you do what God tells you to do, you are going to come to the place where you feel free to start talking about the goodness of your God to people that you meet. And you start praising and opening. You lift your hands and you say, Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Matter of fact, would you stand with me and just say, God, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Can we, can, can, can we, can we pivot into some praise? Could you, could you find five or ten things in the next half a, half a minute or, or minute that God has done for you that you just want to say, Lord, I praise you. I just realized I got 10 pairs of shoes. Lord, I thank you. I could have been born in some other place. Wearing a piece of cardboard for a shoe. But, but I, I praise you for your goodness. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Find something to praise them about. Find something that makes you smile. Find something that makes you want to laugh and say, Lord, you are really good. I, I, almost, I almost lost it. But, but I, I see how good you've been. Ah! You are good all the time. You are good all the time. You are good all the time. You are good. You've been good to me. I praise you. 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 Hetolobosada. Give God a high worship with me. Give him a high praise. 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 High price. Yeah. Can everybody just tell him that just loud, just real loud. Thank you, Lord. Just say it loud. Loud, loud, loud. Thank you, Lord. You don't have to cry. You don't, you don't have to be emotional like me. Just, just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. 
Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for my old car. Lord, I thank you for my apartment. Lord, I thank you for my piece of job. Lord, I thank you for my health. Lord, I thank you that I can speak. Lord, I thank you for my feet. Lord, I thank you for my clothes. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. There are folks here that need breakthrough. You need myself and the elders to put hands on you. You can come forward and we're going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to close out the rest of our service. You know who you are. Don't you let pride get in the way of your breakthrough. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. You know your hands need to be put on you. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. Just stand right here. Hallelujah. And for those who are still standing and don't need prayer, find someone to hold hands with. You can be in our closing prayer and still come to the altar. Find someone. Go across the aisle. Hold, hold hands. Touch and agree with someone. Touch and agree. Touch and agree. The more the merrier, the more the better, the more the better. Touch and agree. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God has planted you where you are. God has planted you where you are. God has planted you where you are. Whatever, whatever is going through your, your life right now, you've got to know, you have got to know that it was supposed to be worse. Cammie, it was supposed to be worse, honey. It was supposed to be worse. But God. But God, it was supposed to be worse. But God, don't let the adversary keep your eye on what you're going through over here and blind you from what God protected you from over here. This was supposed to be the attack. This was supposed to be the annihilation. And God has narrowed it and said, no, Satan, no. No, not that. No, not that. No, no, no. No, not that. No, you can let them. Yeah, yeah. You could cover them with this. And he has limited the adversary's attack. As you hold hands, just tell him, thank you, Lord. Thank you for limiting the devil's attack. Thank you for limiting, 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 limiting devil. You can't do more than God allows you to do. Fathers, we hold hands. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning for your loving kindness, for your tender mercies, for your help that comes, 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 for your help that comes. Today, we praise you for breakthrough. 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 We praise you for Jericho coming down in our lives. We thank you, Lord. We thank you and praise you for the collapse and the annihilation of every Jericho. On our way 
to Canaan. Father, as your people leave this place, let them leave with the assurance that their praise is setting their pace. That their praise is setting their pace. That their praise is setting their pace. And their pace is a pace of blessing, a pace of victory, a pace of favor, a pace of breakthrough, a pace of more, more, more of God's blessing. We thank you again for this wonderful service, for the word that you release, and for anointing those who are listening online. Thank you for today. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can you just we are dismissed with a praise. High praise. High praise. Lights up. Thank you for being here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone that needs prayer. Anyone that still needs prayer, I'm telling you.